We are back. Season four of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett, and along with me is two other hosts and a producer. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we like to showcase breweries, their beers, and conclude every episode with a thematic-ish conversation. If you're a casual listener or a seasoned vet, you know what to expect. Producers continue to change short episodes, but the same old connoisseurs will continue to provide top-tier content every single episode. Please feel free to listen to all of our previous episodes and producer specials to get an insight into all of the breweries and beers we've mostly enjoyed. And whether you're new or returning, we are pleased to be your favorite craft beer podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Tyler. And and well, I guess for a short one. Chris? 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 Well, we talked about this at mm-hmm. the end of last season, season three, that Chris is still with us. He is. He's not gone completely. Um, he's having trouble with his voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of laryngitis. Yes. Yes. No, he, uh, he will be back on uh, some episodes. It's going to be a little touch and go for him to make every episode right now. It's going to be like a little, uh, you know, be one here, one there. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to be a special guest. He be nice. <laughs> yeah. And we might want to look at, you know, uh, putting in some uh, guest hosting. Yes, you know? yes. We, we know he's that. not going to be here for an episode. We might, yeah. we might want to reach out to the community and see if somebody else... Maybe a producer would probably put his voice in the podcast. Yeah, unlikely. No, that's you know, he's six. I, you can't trust these producers. We've done this before. Yeah, exactly. But we do have a producer today. We, we do, yeah. And be rest assured, your favorite connoisseur of glassware will be back before you know it. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Uh, so instead of Chris, we have producer Wesley. Yeah, we, well, we would have had a producer either way. Well, I know, but still, it's... Wesley's here. <laughs> it's, it's funny, though, because as soon as the producer got here, they just took the position of where Chris would sit, right? I know. Yeah. Right? A little more comfier, you know, yeah. get, gets the host bushy spot, you know? Less rotation, though. Uh, a little less rotation. <laughs> less rotation. It's weird because I just am so used to looking to my right and seeing two hosts. And now, and now you're looking at, to your right and you see me and it's like, Eesh. Well, I, st- I always still did. I, I know, but it's just, just me now. Yeah. Well, no, now the producer's over there. What I'm saying is the producer's the important left people. to me. I would never have to look left. I wouldn't have to yeah. look at the producers yeah. ever. It's true. It's, it's true. a blessing. Whereas you, you kind of had like a, where you sit. You I was going to say, everything. I'm not a blessing at all. <laughs> no, you're not. But we do have an episode to get to. Absolutely. So in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Broken Rail Brewing out of St. Mary's, Ontario. Yes. And as always, you know, if you're new to the podcast, um, we have two beers in today's episode. The first is Tesla's Revenge, which is a New England IPA. And the second one is Garde Your Beer, which is a beer to guard. So a translation for that is beer for keeping. And we'll get into a little bit of the history about that uh, when we have the beer. Okay. And to finish off the episode, we're going to be talking about our curling experiences? I guess so. This is still summertime. Yeah, who likes to curl? Let's, let's we, like to, we like to curl. Prep for the winter. Yes. Hurry hard. Broken Rail is located at 480 Glass Street, just on the outskirts, uh, some would say, of St. Mary's, and was opened in February of 2021. Myself, being one of the very first customers in that lineup that day. Naturally. Oh, of course, right? Naturally. It was a brewery 20 minutes away from my house. Of course, I'm going to go see it and check it out. <laughs> yes. uh, and thank goodness it was a mild February day, so my wife and ch- child could stay in the car. Um, <laughs> well, I stayed in line. It was only like five minutes. It was good. Did you put the windows down? I don't remember that actually if the windows were down there's no fresh air and i you know i'm sure my wife would have figured it out <laughs> <laughs> there you go so break, broken rail is owned by the husband and wife team of ryan and aaron lehman and the building is situated in the iconic st mary's junction railway station it's kind of interesting yes i mean why didn't they name the brewery after it i don't know 
I mean, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Which was built for the Grand Trunk Railway back in 1858. We talk a lot about trains on this podcast. You know, I'm thinking about this now. Big train guys. Yeah. The building was recognized in 1973 as a National Historic Site, had been abandoned for decades, and Ryan and Aaron, you know, being craft beer lovers themselves, saw an opportunity to bring life back into the building uh, to be kind of, you know, a staple for the community. Yes. And a staple it has become. It is. It is true, especially for producer. West I was going to say, it's, and we'll get into that in a little bit. It's a secondary home, I feel like. <laughs> I think like, so. You know? I'm pretty sure he does pay rent. Anyway, I mean, he should if he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk to these guys yeah, and say, exactly. hey, you guys are There's an income stream that you guys are missing, let yeah. me tell you. 100%. Yeah. So, Broken Rain was established with the goal of keeping the historic station alive, and the team has done an excellent job in doing so with the craftsmanship, the tables, the chairs, the counters, and heck, even the floors. Those floors Big look spotless. Fan, eh? Yeah, those floors look spotless every single time I go in there. It's because producer Wesley's in there mopping <laughs> yeah, those things yeah, yeah. just to pay off his rent. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, and then if on the outside, there's a big 1,200 square foot patio in the summertime and wintertime, you know, if you like braving the elements. Uh, provides a great hub for the area and an excuse to tell your significant other that you're taking your dog to the dog park because the dog park's literally right beside. I thought you were going to say it's a good excuse to tell your significant other to stay in the car with your child. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. I've done it a couple times where I've... Uh, <laughs> I've done it said, a couple uh, of times. Hey, uh, my wife. I'm not yeah. going to say her name. But anyway, it's like, I'm going to go to the dog park. And then uh, 15 minutes or an hour and a half later, I come home. It's like, oh, that's a long trip to the dog park. Yeah. Long drive. Long drive. <laughs> long drive. <laughs> long drive, right? For sure. So... We could get into a bit more about the yes, brewery here. Then. Yes, So uh, as we kind of mentioned, Broken Rail might be a local stopping point for some of us, uh, including, you know, producer Wesley. Um, I've never had a bad experience there. Staff's always been polite, friendly. Uh, I mean, Ryan and I have had some conversations before just, you know, shooting general stuff yeah. about beer and everything yeah. else. And, uh, you know, we still did talk about maybe having a collab. That'd be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Insert music. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there any music for that? I think so. You'll okay. find something. Well, see what we could do. So, yeah, um, you guys have actually been together. Yes, yes, we have. A couple times, yourself. yes. Um, Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I, I think you are doing something that day. Must have been. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was, like, work or just... Like, you know, yeah. just not around. Yeah, I, would, I probably was doing work, <laughs> and you and the producer probably weren't. Correct. Yeah, that makes... Uh, I believe it was there after a round of golf one day with oh, him, wow. yeah. Then we went and threw a ball together. It was a good bonding experience. That is cute. Yeah. Uh, have you been to Broken Rail? I have been. Okay, But good. I didn't go with you two cuties, no. you know? Yeah. Didn't want to There's make a it good a, reason for that. Didn't want to make it I'm a thruple. who you actually went there with. I went, I went by myself, but... <laughs> Look at you. I don't need to be a thruple. I'm okay with who <laughs> I am, you know? All right. Um, all right. So, on Untapped, let's get talk about some yes. of their beers that they have, right? So, they have 86 on Untapped. Um, and that's kind of, you know, two and a half years with an average rating of a 3.65 out of five. So average-ish. Yep. yep. Um, a little bit higher than my my personal average. So there's some good beers that we even pumped in. And, and, and around my personal average. We'll say a little bit around. Yeah, a little bit around. Yes. yes. Yeah. So why don't we talk about some of those check-ins, yes. right? So myself, I've had 32 check-ins. And my highest rated is the Chocolate Factory Stout. So I'm clear to share it was an Imperial Stout of around 9 and a, 9.5%. Um, and I give it a 4.25 out of 5. 32. That is a huge number. <laughs> Just that you is wait. A huge Just you wait. Number. It's a good number. I don't think anybody could beat it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good number. No. But I'm pretty sure there's going to be one person here that's going to that's going to beat it. So let's, uh, yes. let's. And it was a collab with the Chocolate Factory in St. Mary's. Yeah. Producer Wesley coming in and being like, doing his job. Doing his job. That's yeah. what he's for. Uh, we will mention yeah, Chris's, talk Chris. Yeah, Chris's check. Chris. Yeah, uh, Chris's check-ins. He's had six of them, uh, and his highest rate was Ghost off the rails at a four point two five. 
What kind of beer do you think that was? I'm going to go with a blood orange stout. You, you missed the opportunity to say, I'm going to goza <laughs> uh, with a goza. Yeah, God. probably was a goza. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, for, for myself, I have 11 check-ins. And the highest uh, rated was the Kiev not Kiev, or, um, which we actually had on the producer special. Correct, yes. Um, so if you want to listen to that episode, by all means, go back uh, and do a little search for it. And uh, Slippery Rail which was a 3.75. Mm. Now, now the producer. Yes. Uh, do you want to shoot at, shoot at this number? Or? Yeah, I'll shoot my shot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's a high number. It's it's not bad. Uh, the producer, so Brett, you had 32. That's correct. If you add one or two to that, uh, you get nowhere close. Um, yes. you, add 40, <laughs> you add 40 to it, and you get bang on. 72 check-ins. Now that's 72 out of 86. Yes. That's... And... The funniest thing about this hasn't had their stout. Yeah, a staple. <laughs> a Another staple. A staple. A staple, a staple for the. Uh, so we know what he's doing. He's gonna probably go over there today and get the stout. There, yeah, true. So the highest rated was the beer, my Valentine, at four point five, which was a chocolate raspberry pale ale. Now, did you guys have that together? Uh, no. no. I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure uh, producer Wes did pick it up for me though. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I picked it up myself. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. You picked it up for everybody. Yeah. That. And I think that one was actually one where we had kind of four scores really all over the place. All over the place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, his was the highest. I just thought, you know, on your cute date, you guys would have finished off with a, a pint of something romantic. Yeah, we did. It was called Tesla's Red. <laughs> <laughs> that is adorable. All right, uh, Talk about the food trucks. Yes, you know me. I like to eat, right? Uh, so the property actually has a lot of space for, for food trucks, and they definitely utilize that on weekends for sure. Uh, you know, trivia nights, and as just stated, you know, earlier, it's kind of just an overall sense of community within Broken Rail and their beers. So a lot of the restaurants in town, the golf courses, et cetera, they're all carrying Broken Rail stuff. Um, so, you, you know, most places in town, you can find some Broken Rail either on tap or in cans. For a second there, we had the producer pull out Mitch McConnell and got halfway through a sentence and stopped typing. And I was like, come on, we need the intel. What do you want, what do you want here? I don't even know who that guy is, but okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like I need to be... Watch the news once in a while. Um, so the <laughs> I hope we watch the news. The comment uh, that was uh, provided by Wesley was that there's also a rail card at the location, which really brings to the ambiance and the experience of, of being there. So any train enthusiasts, it's something to definitely check out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is right beside that massive patio that we were yeah, talking about. Absolutely. So, so that's good. Now, if you want some of the beers, there's a way to do it. You can yes. go ahead and uh, order, you know, the beers from Broken Rail online. Yep. Uh, delivery is calculated at the checkout depending on the size of the order and your location, which is nice. Yep, I mean, exactly. it, you know, they're not going to go ahead and just do a flat rate for everybody, so yep. everybody's paying what uh, they're supposed to be paying. Yes. Um, but you can also go down to the brewery. That would just be. A great idea, I think. It's, it's true. You know, producer Wesley's going to be there probably. I'm thinking if this trend continues in the next two and a half years, let's say, hypothetically, we get to five-year mark-ish, um, they might do a bronze statue. Yes. Of producer Wesley sitting at a picnic table. Holding, with, a, holding a toy train. Toy train in the left hand, pint in the right. Yes. Yes, I think so. There you go. Uh, and they do actually have also some really good merchandise too to uh, check out. So there's an. Do you, do you have merch. any of their merch? Uh, I do have a shirt actually. Yeah, Wesley. Wesley <laughs> does not have any of the merch. Yeah. Too busy my to sh- slam in the pines. My can't shirt, put a shirt on. Uh, might have shrunk in the dryer, so it might not be a suitable fit for me anymore. So it has become my wife's, but that is fine. <laughs> Very good. It was my mistake to put it in the dryer anyway. Uh, speaking of the hours at the brewery, though, uh, Tuesday to Thursday, 12 to 9, Friday to Saturday, 12 to 10, and Sunday, 12 to 6. Yeah. 
Very good. All right, we're going to link their information on our social media. So if you need to find anything about uh, Broken Rail, by all means, you can go through us or you can go to them directly. We don't really care. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And let's hop on the train and let's have the first beer. A uh, big shout out and thank you to Ryan for providing the beers for today's episode. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate that. Did we give the producer a shout out for picking him up or no? No. I don't think so. You know, it's one less clap though, you know? Yeah, it's, the the it's loudness true. of the clap depreciates one Well, I can without make Chris. my clap louder. You could. Your clap is pretty loud. Yeah, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so, the first beer is Tesla's Revenge, which is a New England IPA. 6.1% ABV in the IBUs are unlisted. Yeah. They are. So, let's tell you a little bit about the beer. Well, maybe the story behind it, kind of. Yes. Let's do that. The story behind the beer is that in the late, late 1880s, Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla were involved in a shocking battle known as the War of Currents. Edison had developed direct current, you might know that as DC, while Tesla believed the alternating current, AC, was superior. Today, instead of war, we see these two systems working in parallel. Ooh, like a parallel circuit. To power different things. As people reflect on the shocking tale, enjoy a different shock from this IPA. I think we use shocked way too much in this. Uh, with its hoppy flavors and aromas. Uh, so the one thing is that it's literally from... I know it's on the can. <laughs> can so. I know it's on the can. And, and there is another thing is that I wish there was more AC in here right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. <I laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, She's right? a little warm here. She's a little toasty. But I think, yeah, there's shock, shocking, a little bit too much. We should have, you know, created a little bit of a spark with it. Fair enough. Uh, the beer itself on the taste. We've got the story. We're talking about the taste. The so potential it, taste. Yes, potential taste. is a soft and juicy IPA with tropical aromas and flavors like pineapple, peach, mango, and an approachable pine bitterness. Oh. All right. So you can follow us in, on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons and on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. The rating for Tesla's Revenge is 3.79 out of 5 and 450 check-ins. Producer Wesley coming in hot. A lot of info sure coming here. They might be all his check-ins. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So there's four or five out of fives. Yep. The can is 3.77. The draft is 3.8. And a taster is 3.83. Right. Uh, we apparently have five friends. Well, good for us. Who have had this beer on top. And they've rated it in a grand total of 4.20. Now, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think what this is, is this is Wesley has five friends. That's more than what I thought. So, yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking... Because Wesley wasn't logged into our yeah no 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 I'm getting that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall enough. So we might we, enough. we may want to look into doing that actually. Yeah, is um, logging into ours and then seeing what we, our we friends could, have. You know what we could do that while uh, you yeah. describe something that uh, you know you. This like is to season do. four. We need something new. Let's let's do that. Let's talk about what our friends are. You know, all uh, of them, all the friends. <laughs> all right. So uh, speaking of friends, I guess we can consider Wesley one of ours. It is a staple of Wesley's, um, especially after curling at the local St. Mary's Curling Club, which is going to tie things in nicely for it. This is true. Hit us with that info. You know, I can see you just I'm, licking I'm, your lips. Yeah, mostly because I'm thirsty. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, do, 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 do. Need some Jeopardy music. That's fine. You know what we're going to do? We're going to grab our glass. You can put that down for now. Oh, oh, oh. oh. We're here. We're here. 29. 29 friends. Yes, 29 okay. friends. Hey, what's the overall with our friends? 3.96. Okay, so a little less than the 4.20. Mm-hmm. So that happens. It that does. happens. All right. So let's grab our glass. Let's grab our can. Thanks for that. Let's make that a staple 
going in mm-hmm. to uh, future episodes. Let's do that friend thing. I like that. I think we did it a little bit a couple of years ago and then kind of got out of it. So yeah, now we're going to make sure that we're going to bring it back and it's here to stay. Put that in that WhatsApp uh, producer chat, Wesley, if you could, so future uh, the, uh, producers know what they're doing. All right, glass in hand, can in the other hand, and let's open her up. All right, so we are drinking this. Oh, my goodness. I feel so honored to do this. Uh, this one's for you, Chris. Um, we are drinking out of an IPA glass, so please use your proper glassware. Now, the glassware that we have here is not just proper. It is proper. Um, what I mean Be by cleaned. that... cleaned. <laughs> what I mean by that is uh, we've got the Broken Rail Special IPA glass. Um, so... Wesley hasn't bought a shirt or a sweater or a hat, but has bought the glassware, which makes sense because anything to use as that vessel is... In his defense, he's probably using the glass a lot more than he wore the shirt or the hat or any or the sweater or That's true. Else. That is so true. Th- th- that is true. I see. I see where he's coming from. it. Let's talk about what this beer looks like. How about that? It looks like a nice, prototypical New England IPA. Yeah. Right? Got um, a little honeydew color. Absolutely. A little right? nice golden. Golden hair surprise. Mm-hmm. You will. What do you got on the, on the nose there? What are you smelling? Getting a little bit of, obviously, that uh, pineapple and uh, a peach, as mentioned. More, more so the pineapple. Okay. Um, a little bit of honeydew, too. Getting a little mango? Yeah. A little mango. Yeah, okay. A little mango, yes. So it, uh, I don't want to say necessarily juice bomb. Right? I mean, we I don't ha- think it's getting before, but... directly into the juice bomb territory, but it's no. close. Yeah, Very just close. just on the nose, yeah, on, the, exactly. on the nose, right? Uh, decent head retention on it mm-hmm. uh, when we poured it, so you can see that in our picture. Um, yeah. And I think... You said you were thirsty. I'm very thirsty. That's, and there's no water around, so I guess I'm going to have to have this, right? Uh, you must. Simply, <laughs> you must. <laughs> Simply, I must I will twist it. your arm. Oh, oh, damn. I love how you actually made the emotion for yeah. it for everybody at home. For everybody who's watching us, which <laughs> is literally none of you. Exactly. You start drinking, I'll keep on talking. So, um, again, you can't really see through it. It's got a little bit of haziness to it, which is which is nice. Um, yeah, there's a lot of carbonation. Um, mm-hmm. just by, it, it is by, well carbonated. By looking at it, right? So, I'm um, excited to taste it myself again because we, we have had this. Yes, we have had this one before. Um, what I will say is it's definitely a, uh, a thirst quencher if you will, of an IPA, in, in my opinion. Um, this is one is usually a staple in my fridge. Usually always have a couple of these on hand. Um, this is an IPA at the end of the day. Like, you know, you want something that you can trust, that can you can rely on. Sure. And Tesla's Revenge is that IPA for me. Yeah. Um, so what are you getting there? I'm getting a little bit of bitterness myself. Mm. Um, I, I found that when I first had this beer, I, I did think it was um, a little bit too bitter, Mm-hmm. Um, I like a little bit more of the the fruits to kind of come through. Yeah, the, the uh, one thing about it is it's you know it's listed as New England IPA, but at the end of the day, it almost it kind of goes in that West Coast style. That pine, that, like a there's a little bit right? of pineiness. To it's it. almost like it's like a beer in like I don't know uh, Ohio, <laughs> right? Like it's 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 enough East, but you know it might be going a little West. <laughs> okay. All right. You, I'm, I'm just trying to think of think like, like directly mid, down the middle. Like, of, almost like a Midwest IPA? Maybe. Is yeah, yeah maybe. Is Ohio Midwestern state? Yeah, I we're getting there. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Could have said Illinois. That probably would have been better. I know Illinois is Midwestern. There you go. Indiana. See? They could just knock down all 50 states. <laughs> yeah. So you, I, I, I get that. There's a, a little bit of bitterness to it, a little bit of piney. Um, I get a bit of the, the, the pineapple-ish, melony kind of like feel to it. Um, again, just because there's that bitter for me, is it's a little bit... Uh, 
kind of not overpowering, but it's 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 there. It's yeah. present, right? I think it's a, it's a good. Um, and you're gonna like this word hybrid mm-hmm. uh, beer between mm-hmm. a, a New England and a West Coast. It's the Midwest. Yes, cool. exactly. Yeah, because there's a lot of hybrids in the Midwest. Let, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the top five flavor profiles here. So, um, number one, juicy. It's on the top five, but not number one for me. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, number two, hoppy. I think I'm getting a lot of the hop flavor from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give this numero uno. Okay, yeah. I, I think that the flavors that are not necessarily the bitterness part part of it are coming through in the hops. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, hoppy might be in the two spot. Okay. Uh, three, piney. Yeah, that's number two for me because you are getting it definitely on that back end, and that's coming from the carbonation as well. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit of the piney. Yeah. Uh, four, aromatic. Yep, that's exactly where it needs to be for me. Okay. And five, better. Same. Yeah, for me, I'd move better up. Okay. Um, if we're talking about, like, the, the ranking of them, I'd probably put bitter in the three spot and move mm-hmm. piney down. I'd, I'd move juicy down as well, maybe to, like, the, the three, four. So yeah. a lot of threes. I think it's me. one of those things where in that top five, you're kind of seeing that's the five flavor profiles. Just people are kind of mixing them around. Yeah. Well, right? And with respect to the juiciness of it, I'm picking up some of that, as I said, like the pineapple, a little bit of the melony kind of aspect of it. Um, I'd like it to be a little bit more juicy. Yes. Uh, but again, that's not what this beer is, right? No. And I'm not the brewer. So I understand that. This is, they brewed it. They 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 like it. I like it as well. Um, but for me, it's like, it would be nice if it just had a little bit more juice punch. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So there's other people that have are on tap besides us. Yeah. And they have some thoughts on this beer too. Do so they? Tyler, you have the very first one. Oh, lucky me. Uh, the first one for season four mm-hmm. should ma- mention that. I don't think we've talked about this being the first episode. This nearly, is the first episode of season nearly four. enough. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Robert W. Uh, the handle is Dad or W. Maybe Dad or W. Dadder maybe yeah, Dadder. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, wow, and and almost perfect IPA. The nose is amazing, fruity, piney, crisp IPA. Best smelling IPA I've had. The taste follows the nose perfectly, exactly what you'd hope for. Great brew. Not perfect brew. 4.75 out of 5. Because if it was perfect, it'd be 5. Yeah, good for you. you right? You're picking this up quick in season 4. It only took me 4 seasons, but there I got it. <laughs> I'm surprised. With that kind of review, right? being the best smelling and the taste following, it's, I, it's I thought it was like 5. And almost perfect. Great I, brew. I just wonder if Robert, you know, gives out a lot of fives or not, because with that yeah, kind of review, maybe I would go think check, uh, see what his uh, average uh, rating is. But, yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. Right, you got the next one, bud. I do. And this one comes from Pete R, and his handle is IPA Pete 1970 I'm going to assume that Pete was born in 1970 and is a big fan of IPAs. You might be right. I could be correct on that. And he or he's had 1,970 of them. Oh, Good call. And then not changing his name at all. <laughs> it's done. No more IPAs. Every single time you have an IPA, you have to go in and change your, change <laughs> yeah. your handle. Uh, he stated that this is a very smooth IPA and would recommend buying more. The one thing that we kind of good, noticed. Good recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he noticed kind of going through the untapped chickens. Um, I don't know if this is just the local community of St. Mary's or whatever, but um, not a whole lot of comments made with the beer, checking in Tesla's Revenge. But lots of check-ins. I can respect that, though. Yeah, I don't really throw comments no, in my no, check-ins, no. you know? You like to just say, this is my 1,200 check-in or whatever, right? Like, yeah. that's going to... Oh, yeah, only when it's a milestone. Yeah, I'll, I'll put exactly, a comment right? in there. And he rated it a 3.75 out of 5. All right. On to our ratings. First ratings for season four. 
I love how every time I'm waiting for you to say something, you're drinking. Like it's just like I'm waiting for like a follow up. You got to remember, Chris can't carry you anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say this is why we usually have three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna start our ratings off. I'm gonna give it a three point five, which is exactly what I've given it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only had it out of the can. I'd be interested to have this off the tap. But well, I uh, think maybe. No, I will not go hang out with you. Damn I'm it. disappointed by what you and Wesley pulled before. Okay, I knew you would be. Yep. What happens if producer Wesley, myself, and you go? No. No? I'm not being part of that throuple. I told you. Okay, then who are you going to go with? I'll go with myself. <laughs> Awkward. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was who do you I, think Wesley's got? Wesley's been by himself for about 50% of those beers. It's true. After a nice bike ride. Yeah, a swell bike ride. <laughs> yes. Needs to freshen up with a refreshment from Broken Rail. What he needs to do is show up with that bike, but put like three or four different like kind of carriers behind him so he's his own little train. Uh-huh. And go around go around the town. <laughs> Yeah, Broken Rail should have like one of those uh, bike carts, like you know where like the yeah. like the ice cream like the ice cream people in the back yeah. with the hike. And producer Wesley could be that guy. Could be that guy. Just biking oh. downtown, selling Broken Rail beers for five bucks. I mean, it's, it's not licensable, but we can figure it away. <laughs> <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. There is. Anyway, uh, I I've rated this a four, and I'm obviously going to stick with my rating of a four. Again, this is a, a a really good IPA, a staple in my fridge. Always got to have one or two of these uh, after a nice. Uh, so it's good after lawn mowing beer. Sure. I find. Or during. Oh, well, you know, my lawn's huge, so can't really have it during. I've been trying to uh, convince my wife to get a riding lawn mower. Oh, yeah? And I currently have not won that. Uh, I was going to say, you discussion. could just, you know, piggyback on your wife and get her to push them all around, and then there's your riding lawn mower. Oh, good call. Good call. <laughs> good call. Yeah, she doesn't mow lawn. No. <laughs> uh, producer Wesley, um, he's, again, had it a few times, and he gives it a 4.25. He's sticking with that rating. Uh, Chris, unfortunately, has not had this beer. Uh, Chris but- would give this a 3.75. Oh, yeah, I if I know so, Chris... Yeah. yeah, if I know Chris... He'd sit at a 3.75 yeah. with this one. Especially with that proper glassware, too. Oh, 100%. Right? Uh, but I, we're not going to add Chris's rating into, into our ratings here. So um, that gives us a overall score, score of 3.91. does, yeah. Uh, which we are going to round up. Yeah, we can round that up. Sure. To four. Yeah, why not? Okay. That's the first one. First one. That's a good start. It is. It is a good start. Um, all right. So, shall we maybe move on to the next one? I'm thinking that's a great idea. Let's do that. All right. We're back. And Indeed. we're better than ever. Uh, is that a shot at Chris or no? No. <laughs> oh, come on now. You're better than that. Oh, so then we're not better than ever. <laughs> All right, touche. Uh, the second beer we are having is Guard Your Beer, uh, which is uh, Beer to Guard. Uh, beer to Guard is translated as Beer for Keeping. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long they've kept this before they gave it to us. At least a couple weeks. We'll have to check again. <laughs> <laughs> it is a 6.8% ABV. And again, the IBUs are unlisted. Yes. The name Beer to Guard roughly translates again to Beer for Keeping. It's a reference to the old practice of brewing a stronger beer to store as provision for the warmer months of the year, when conditions were not as hospital for brewing. Pardon me. Before mechanical refrigeration, brewers made beer during the cooler months to be served within a few weeks of brewing. These brews made early in the season were intended for immediate consumption and tended to be lower in alcohol content, so typically 3 to 4% by volume. Okay. Toward the end of the brewing season, it was not uncommon for the last brews of the season to be made stronger to allow them to be stored during the rest of the year. The higher alcohol content would have helped um, retard spoilage during months of storage. A similar practice applied to, you know, a saison. 
right? So a Belgian specialty ale, which also originated on farmhouse breweries in the French Flanders region. So the French Beer de Garde and Belgian Saison are from the family known as the farmhouse ales. Okay, so this is going to say maybe a farmhouse ale, perhaps. A French farmhouse ale. Yeah, and it's kind of nice to get some of that, you know, knowledge, if you will. Yeah. Some edumacation on big, this. Big fan of the edumacation when it comes to beer. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to kind of know that. Like, there's some really kind of cool aspects. Obviously, we know the story behind IPAs and how they came to be and why they are the way they, they are. And it's nice to see this. And it, it makes a lot of sense um, that there's some innovation behind it and some reason justification for, um, you know, keeping it for prolonged periods of time. And I'm one that says, you know, to get through the winter, it's nice to have one of these farm ale sales. We should have maybe waited till some, some fall-like temperatures. C- correct, yes. <laughs> Would have been nice. Yep. But yeah. All right, so the taste of this beer is labeled as, you know, bread, candy, and sweet, but dry with low to mild bitterness. On the scent, you kind of get aromas of that candy and honey um, kind of picking that up. Hopefully, we'll see what that looks like. Kind of interesting, right? Bread candy, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, candied bread. I don't, you don't really hear that. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, on on tap, the guard uh, your beer has an average rating of three point six four out of five in forty one seconds. There is no five out of fives. No. So don't uh, bother mentioning this. <laughs> okay, I won't. Good. Uh, uh, we yeah. do have. Uh, I think it's f- important to mention that there are no five out of fives on this. <laughs> we so. do have uh, four friends on uh, Untapped that have had this beer, and they have totally at a three point three one, so a little bit lower than the average. Yeah. So I guess I we'll know. see kind of where we're at with this. I don't know why Wesley doesn't want us to mention no five out of fives. I think it's important to say that because guess what? You might have this beer, and you might be the first five out of five. Not you. No. The proverbial you. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. All right. You ready? Yes. Cool. All right, so what we're going to do here is we're going to grab our glass, grab our can, and we, a little condensation on here because she's warm, we're going to open her up. I would like to mention that uh, the reason why Ryan gave us this, this specific one is because him and some of the brewers, uh, this is maybe one of their favorite styles to make, and this is one of the ones that they really enjoyed. Um, so they're hoping that we will also enjoy this as well. Really? Yes. I mean, I'm thinking we will. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's nice that they... They tell you that. Absolutely, right? It's nice to know what brewers uh, like to brew, you know? Hopefully it's beer. Time time and dedication. All right. Brett, you got something else here in honor of Chris. What are we talking about Uh, here? So, we're going to be drinking this out of a tulip glass. All right. So, please use the proper glassware. Now, the tulip glass is what we're going to be drinking out of. Uh, The producer is going to be drinking it out of a broken rail, especially kind of can-looking glass. Oh, good for him. He spent the $9 in the glass. Awesome. Good job. look at that. $9. He's he's also spent more than $9 there. (laughs) Darn you. He literally has a tab. He has... They have this credit card on file. (laughs) Yeah. He pays it once a month. What do you you see here? What do you see? So, I see a uh, kind of a copper hue. Ooh, copper. That's good. I like like that. that. I like that. Uh, Limited head. Uh, on it. On yours. Yes, on mine. I, I poured mine a little bit more uh, with a little bit more vigor. Yeah. I'm and, almost uh, feeling like this might be like a, close to like a brown ale, perhaps. Or a farmhouse. Uh, or a farmhouse, yes. <laughs> I mean, farmhouse do have different colors when it comes yes. to it. Um, but you described this. Yeah, I think exactly. you did a good job. There's like a, a copper hue to it, right? Yeah. A caramelly as well. On say? color? Oh, yeah, on yeah, color. For sure. What about smell? Caramelly? <laughs> yes, yes, no, I, uh, you kind of get that... Um, I'm almost gonna like um, remember like that Christmas bark, right? Where you have like the soda, like the saltine crackers, and it's like that burnt caramel action. That's almost kind of what I'm getting out of this. 
I 100% know what you mean, but I just wanted you to continue on with these hand gestures where you're using your your like, hand you know as where a saltine. You get saltine crack, your hand you put was the chocolate, a saltine. and then you put the caramel no, no, on no, it. No, you put your hand you, down as if it was acting as a saltine yes. and cracker. And then you put it in the oven. Okay. Then you press oven. You make it at 375 <laughs> for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then you pull out of said oven. Okay. And then you nice. consume said work. Personal enjoyment. There you go. Yeah. Um, Mine has a bit of a head on it, so it's kind of hard to get some of those aromas coming out of it, but I'm getting that kind of a, that deep kind of caramel kind of um, smell, um, some of that breadiness. And I'm wondering if that caramel is going to be kind of coming a bit more with that candy-ish. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that kind of plays out in the flavor profile when we taste it. Absolutely. Now, speaking of taste. Oh, I know where you're going to go with this. I'm going to start tasting this. Oh, my goodness. All right. Good man. I thought, you know, you're going to segue to something else, and you didn't, and thank God. All right, we're gonna talk case or taste, and then we're gonna talk can after. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of what beer this reminds me of, and I can't put my finger on it, and that's what's gonna frustrate me. Yeah. It does have brown ale kind of yes. aspects to it, or like 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 a like a deep. There's deep flavors to this. Yes, exactly. And right. I think that's the thing is, um, it's it's gonna be a little bit more complex. Um, because I'm getting a different flavor as it kind of progresses through. Mm-hmm. I feel like this beer here, we might have it a bit too cold. I feel mm-hmm. like if this warms up a bit, we're going to get some more of those like deeper, rich kind of tones coming through. So sure. I, I am interested. We'll, we'll probably not get to, um, we'll get to the ratings probably ahead of where I want the temperature of the beer to be. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I am getting some, some nice, deep, flavor profile here which is good i'm kind of getting um this tasting like a carbonated liquid werther's original okay 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 and obviously the color's a bit, off, bit bit off with werther's original but that's kind of what i'm getting that that sweet caramely but also that kind of like you know a little, little bit uh burnt that might just be from the malt per se but yeah it'd be a, it'd be a darker malt for sure mm-hmm. um yeah the the breadiness i'm not really getting sweet for sure um, the honey, I, th- I think that's where that sweetness is yes, kind of coming yeah, from. And that could be it too, right? right? Is, I think there's just that, that sweetness to it, which, um, when I say deep flavor profiles too, I, I think maybe I should correct or maybe give a little bit of a explanation. Rich. I'm thinking richness, mm-hmm. which I actually just see coming up here. In, in, in yeah. So the Sir Wesley coming in there. Yeah. So why don't we talk about the, uh, top five flavor profiles? Yes. Why right? don't we? You you start us off. Yes. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have another sip before you get to the first yes. one. I mean, so number one is also gonna be my number one, and that is caramel. I'm getting a, a lot of caramel out of it, uh, liquid caramel, if you will. Uh, number two, uh, this is kind of strange, but it, it kind of t- does tie in. Uh, Belgian. Yeah. Okay. I I don't see it, but like, no. I, it's not a flavor profile. Yeah. Right? Uh, no. Like, I, I, I mean, there are distinct Belgian beers, but like, I don't know. It runs a gambit, right? Uh, number three. Pardon me, sorry. Is sweet. Yeah, I think sweet's in there. I think sweetness is definitely in there. Um, so obviously this beer, being a lower checked-in beer, only has three flavor profiles. Producer Wesley coming in here. You got a little gas today, bud. Yeah, Tums. You got any Tums on you? Okay. I got Tums. We'll get you oh, Tums you in go. between the intermission. Uh, so we got intermission? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll I thought we were tums. going between ends, like curling. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we should <laughs> there do. There it is. Anyway, um, so Rich, I kind of mentioned that. Uh, honey, uh, obviously, I think honey yeah, is in there. Yeah, so the, the sweetness is probably coming from like the honey kind of flavor of it. Um, 
I'm not getting any of the candy, and that's not listed, obviously. No. I'm not getting the candy so much, yeah, but I think that candy is probably that caramel, deep, kind yes. of rich, I think it's honey, tied in together. honey flavor profile. Yeah. Um, this is a, a strange one from producer Wesley, and I'm just trying to figure it out. Uh, deep. Yeah. I'd be interested to see his reasoning behind that one. But I uh, think I think what he means is, like again, kind of that deep, rich kind of flavor, like something that is... Like dark in flavor, something that's robust, something that's got you know character to it. I would like to go into Untapped if I ever had the protocol to do that, and just take out the flavor profiles that like shouldn't be there. And I feel as though like deep would be one of them. Okay, right? Uh, oaky. I'm getting a little bit of oaky, or like any smokiness, oakiness out of this. Or I'm not getting a, a woody-ish to it. No, no. And and strong. I think this one would sit stronger having it at a warmer temperature. I think having this at the cooler temperature is kind of like, oh, you know, it's a, it doesn't really drink like a 6.8. I think if you have it at, uh, you know, let's say about 6 or 7 degrees, yeah. I think you're going to yeah feel that strongness a little bit more and feel that alcohol content in there. Yeah, and if we go back to the history of this, and I think this is why we kind of did this a little bit of injustice, right? Because we're talking about the history of this beer. Back in the day, refrigeration really wasn't, you know, that great. Um, your refrigeration would have been probably an outdoor kind mm-hmm. of ice ice box, ice yeah, shed anyways, sure. if you had something. Yep. So in some of the areas where this was, it'd be colder temperatures outside. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think, you know, they bring it in. You're not, you're not probably drinking this super cold. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a good beer. I don't think it drinks like a six, eight. Um, oh, yeah. that's, that's gonna and even insane, if it right? kind of warms up, I don't think it's going to drink like a six, eight. I think it's going to have a lot of character to it. Yep. Uh, it's a good beer. Good beer. Uh, no, I think so. And I think it's one of those things that uh, uh, I'm not a huge, um, say, promoter of farmhouse ales and things like that. Yeah. But it's it's good for uh, breweries to kind of branch out and do something different. And this is Broken Air branching out and doing something different, right, with uh, Beta Guard. You don't see many of those uh, Beta Guards labeled as that sure. within the area. Yeah. So uh, good for them for, you know, branching out and doing something different. Do you want to, while you got the can in your hand, you want to just... Give us a brief kind of like uh, overview of what you're seeing there. Well, pretty much. It's a little bit of a party in the back, and it looks almost looks like a, the beer has like a chastity belt on it. Okay. Like, like almost like you want to guard it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a G, too, for the, the guarding. Um, yeah. It, it's That beer bottle is really tight right now. You're not letting go of this beer. Almost like, you're, almost like you're guarding it. Kind of, yeah. Right? All right. Yeah, some funky colors and going with that uh, kind of teal broken rail yes. color that we also saw yeah, in the, the Teslas as well. Yeah. All right. Thoughts from Untapped users. Brett, kick us off. The first one is from Tony C, and his handle is Tony CH. Uh, this is a, a short one, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, uh, he stated that this is very good. It's a strong but easy drinking beer. Again, not getting the strongest, but the easy drinking part is it's definitely going down a lot easier than what I thought it was going to. Yes. And he rated it a 3.75 out of 5. There you go. <laughs> Sweet for that. Um, you thought you had a short one. I got you beat. Lauren J. Uh, handle is K-Y-H-A-A-R-A. Said as follows. Sweet and malty with a fruity finish. Okay. Rated a 3.25 out of 5. Thank you, Lauren. Um, so I've had this beer before. And I had it at Ken's Brew Garden in Stratford. And... Um, with the brew garden there, um, sometimes the taps can be a little off, and it does take a, a it's a longer pour. And I gave it a three point two five. Having this, let's say, more authentically, I think I'm gonna give my uh, rating a little bit higher. Sure. I think I'm gonna say three point seven five. Three point seven five. Okay. Um, yeah, I know we kind of talked about when the best time for this beer is. I feel like if this was late November, early December, you know, I have a picture of this a nice knitted 
sweater on, Ooh. right? Like like an ugly Christmas. Sweater? I've got this, maybe a cigar in hand. You know, there's smells of rich mahogany. That's what I'm saying. This is a good beer for that, right? Uh, okay. Let's set this scene. Do you do you disagree? Uh, yes, I believe you're describing a scene from Anchorman. But besides the oh, point. Oh, <laughs> am I? That's strange. Uh, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like that's... Yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like this beer could be in that movie. I mean, that's 60% it. of the time, it works, it works every, every time. time. Yeah. And that's just it. And because of that, I'm going to give this a 3.75. Uh, good Odin Raven. <laughs> so producer Wesley is going to give it a 3.25. So we've got a 3.75. A three seven five and a three two five. We don't have the rating from Chris no. as we've discussed before, but uh, Chris will be trying this because yep. we're generous enough to share. For sure. And the one thing that uh, we should know about producer Wesley is there's no touching of the hair or face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have to stay away from that yep. uh, when you connect with him at Broken Rail because he's there a lot, <laughs> all the time. Um, did we give the we gave the total right? We have not. Oh well, then I'll do it. I mean, you did the last one. So I'm going to do it again. Do it again. So I got us a grand total of 3.58 out of 5. So we're going to round that down to 3.5. Perfect. And that concludes the review of Broken Rails and the beers provided for today's episode. All right. Let's sweep on to our discussion about curling. All right. I guess I'll talk about this, eh? Yeah. You, you are more the expert in this. So yeah, I, think, I guess so. so. But I mean, at the end of the day, this is... This is your episode. You lead us. You start us, but I'll do it. It's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, you do it. All right, with Ryan, you know, he's the owner of Broken Rails. We discussed earlier on in this uh, episode. He's a curler. Yeah. Curls in the same... Big, big, uh, big curler guy. Same, <laughs> the same club as uh, the producer. Yes. That's the uh, St. Mary's Curling Club. And you've, you've uh, curled there a couple times as well. I have. Yes. Many a time. Yes, usually on the nights that Broken Rails not served. It, <laughs> I do still enjoy the broken rail while it's, I know, it yeah, is served there. Yeah. But yeah, so let's uh, discuss some of our curling experiences here. So, I mean, new season, mm-hmm. same format. Exactly. You want right. to do that? Yeah, absolutely. All right, A little so round table. In other words, uh, back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> no, we go. We go. The thing with this is that there was no kind of like predetermined questions necessary on this. No, no, no. Just kind of talking about what we've, uh, what we've done. All right. Curling wise. So do you want me to start? Do you want to start? What do oh, you want? No, I'll start. You want to start? Um, yeah. Give her. I'm usually the lead right, when it comes to uh, yeah, curling. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I can confirm when I've curled. I am that. You, okay, so you lead. So yes. you throw a, a light rock, eh? I do throw a very, very, very light rock. Delicate. Yes. Right. Try to place it at the top of the circle. Um, so I curled in my last year of high school. You could tell because you said the top of the circle. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> um, mostly because my fifth year was just I did every single sport. So curling was a sport that was offered. So uh, my high school wasn't exactly, you know, big into the curling. Yep. So it was easy to make the team. Um, we did not do good. No. We were second last. Second, okay. Yeah, Central Huron, you know. They were not good. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. We beat, uh, we, beat, we beat them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. So that's the last good, time. Good sweeper guy, though. That was, yeah. Good sweeper. Yeah. Yeah. When when I'm not falling down. Oh gosh. All right. So that was the last time you curled there. Was no, was, uh, was my family reunion uh, has. We run out the Seaforth Curling Club every year, so we curl. Okay. Yeah. So once a year we curl. Nice. Yeah. So still still get in there every now and then. And I know we were talked about. Um, there's a brewery around here that has some curling expertise, if you will, that we were Is thinking it? about doing a, a bond spiel. Yeah, we'll get to that in right? a bit. Maybe. Maybe a little bit, but uh, we'll yeah, who doesn't have a good bond spiel? Bonspiel. Yeah. Great it's a word. Fancy word to use, actually. Great word. 
All right, I'll go next. Um, so I started curling in high school as well. Uh, curled basically from grade nine all the way up. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. We were also not the greatest, but we sure had fun. We had fun too. <laughs> <laughs> we had good, uh, good times for sure. Um, and then curled uh, in university for so first year of university and then they got rid of the team uh, because curling sometimes doesn't get funding. Just kind of interesting, you know, being a, a pretty big sport in Canada. Uh, yeah, we're not really the Rachel Holmans or the Brad Gushies of the world, right? We're not, but I just, you know. Producer Wesley's pretty close, though. Under Underfunded, underfunded, yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, and then, yeah, so I would play a couple bonch bonspiels here and there. So uh, through some emergency services, Sunshine Dreams for Kids bonspiels. Um, kind of after university and throughout university and, and all the way up. But then I took several years off. Uh, Retired, some would say. A semi uh, from the the wonderful game of curling. And then there are some uh, events that happen actually at St. Mary's Curling, which is the Cowbell. I don't know if they'll be doing it this year. I I think they will. Uh, The Shindig Night, uh, talking about breweries and tying it all together. Um, So, yeah, they have a Cowbell-sponsored Shindig Nights. And so I would go out and uh, curl on those Fridays, every other Friday for the most part. So, um, yeah, St. Mary's, great curling club. Uh, It's ran really well. Great people there. So if you're into curling, I definitely recommend looking at uh, St. Mary's Curling. Maybe we'll put their information in the Instagram as well if they they are also on there. So we'll get producer Wesley to do that. So now... I do have my own shoes and, and my own broom and all that jazz. I didn't and, even realize there was your own curling shoes. So yeah. The, the, the more you know. Yeah. I've, it, it's been nice to kind of get back into it a little bit more. Need, so. a, need a winter sport. Yeah. And curling is a good drinking sport too. You know, I mean, mm. curling and beer really goes yes. hand in hand. Uh, less productive than volleyball and beer. Yeah. Like myself. Yeah, so sure. there's that. Yeah. Um, so we should talk about, probably talk about producer Wesley's. Oh, what if I wasn't done talking about myself? All right. Okay. Well, that sounds like something you would do. So just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just think, uh, you know, I'd like to get into it a little bit more and maybe get into a club, um, but based on kind of like residence right now, I've, I want to make sure that we we find a location and kind of stick to that location and then maybe join a club for, for future or, you know, kind of float between a couple clubs. Good good idea to have a roof over your head before you go join a curling club. I mean, I do. Priorities, it's good to have those. I do have a roof over my head now. Yes, but, but I like, mean, you know. A, more of a permanent location would be nice yes. to kind of set up shop and yes. kind of get, you know, uh, entrenched in the community, much like Broken Rail did uh, in St. Mary's. Absolutely. Look at you tying that in. There you well, go. Well done. You want to talk about Wesley now? Yes. Uh, right. So, um, producer Wesley is kind of a, a curler with his fiance, and in a couple months, he can say wife as Good. well at the St. Mary's Grand Club. And there's a mixed league there, too. Um, and he's also filled in a few times uh, in the men's league, which uh, the owner, Ryan, uh, does play in. Um, what's your record against Tom? Do you want to you want to say what your record is? Never beat him. Wow. Ryan is better at curling than producer Wesley. Who could have thought? Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, never, <laughs> never played, played him. him. Well, which means he never beat Ryan him. Ryan is better. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Ryan's still probably. I'll put my money there. Yeah, I put money there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously his Broken Rail beers are available at the bar at the club. And as I said, you know, golf course, there's a bunch of things in St. Mary's that uh, Broken Rail beers are available at. Uh, we should also mention Chris. Who's, well, I'll, I'll get, yeah. we'll get there in a second. Wesley, when did you start curling? Like when, two years ago? Uh, I think it was a COVID uh, kind of kind of out of nowhere. Right? Then, yeah. Hey, I, yeah, yeah. Always watched it on TV. Thought maybe I could do it, and then got in there. Realized you know it's not an easy sport. No, it, he, it he realized there was Teslas there. It looks it looks easily easy, but it's it's uh it's tougher it's than a very daunting sport. Well, there's a lot of it's it, you kill a lot of calories. The best part about uh, watching on TV though is when Vic Ryder says make the final. 
Is that the best part? That is the best I part. I could think of several other things that make it the best part. You know oh, please, you know please, you know, please you know what I'm saying? Sure. I do know what you're saying, I think. The Scotties. Uh, I was thinking like the Norwegian curling pants, because they're pretty cool. See, that's where we differ. I say Scotties, you say men's Norwegian <laughs> curling pants. Now, Chris, as you mentioned, Chris um, is also an avid curler, and we'd be you know, miss if we didn't uh, mention him and his curling. So he's, he's curled a long time, yeah. longer than all of us. Um, not combined, but definitely longer than all of us. Um, and he curls at a, a local curling club for him. And he's done that in a couple different, actually, he's curled at a couple different clubs. And uh, good curler. I think he would be the skip for us. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Who'd be the third? The vice skip. Yeah, the vice skip. Tough to yeah. say. Yeah. Which, and that's what we're talking about. So we, See, we know I'm leading, so. <laughs> we, uh, we should go in. A curling bunch spiel as the craft beer connoisseurs bring your sign and everything and sit one like table, yeah, yeah. pop it up, call it a day. I mean, Maybe we do we, a live podcast. We already got the shirts. We got that's what I'm saying. We come with the shirts. Yeah. We come with the sign. We do a live podcast. Maybe St. Mary's Curling Club, if you're listening. Yeah. We could uh, come and uh, set up, do a live podcast. Do a nice POV of us sleeping. Like just well, live podcast. We get a couple ends in and uh, we do a collab with uh, Broken Rail. Where we do a hurry hard uh, Hell's Log or something. Oh, there you go. What do you think? I, I think so. I think, I think so. we could tie that all together. I think there's there's a way to do that. There's a way to do that. Yeah, but yeah, I think you'd you'd probably lead. Yeah, for sure. 100% uh, I would. We'd find a producer, um, maybe this producer. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. we bring maybe we bring Wesley back for uh, the curling. Yeah, we might and, see it. and the special episode yeah. we do. Maybe we, we, second. I think we're getting to the, I think we're getting second. to the point where we might have to bring back some producers. I think our producer kind of times running out here. We might have to. We'll see. I, I know we're bringing back one for a, a couple episodes for okay, sure. Okay. I do know we're doing. You that. think so? I think so. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I know so actually. I, I think I know what you're saying. I think you do. I think I do. Yeah, good. Find All it. right. Well, let's uh, wrap this end up. Ah. Good job. Thanks. Make we'll, the final. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with our farewell. All right, that's all for today's episode. Oh, wait, Chris isn't here. Yeah, uh, I think this is what you have to say again. You gotta, it's a long line for you. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Casseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite Skip. Skip, skip, skip? Skip. Curling skip. Yeah, no, that's good. So from all of us, producer Wesley and Chris, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And together, we are craft beer connoisseurs.